So have you figured out what we're going to talk about? For the... Well, for just the cold <laughs> open to oh, start. right. <laughs> the cold open. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's 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 like the you know the thing to really get the listener <laughs> into the show and warm up your audience. Yeah, to to um, show they're in good hands. And like a lot of good a lot of good podcasts that I've been listening to, they do some kind of a cold open, but uh, very charming. But those like are people. Those are like professional <laughs> comedians with good riffing skills or whatever. Yeah, it kind of creates uh, like an overconfidence problem. Yeah. So yeah, I'll be listening on my own. You know, like, wow, these guys are great. <laughs> the, yeah, yeah, I could totally do this. And then they're talking about their day. Uh, what What did I do today? I was I sat in traffic a little bit, and I went and worked <laughs> on a thing. Some hilarious story <laughs> about my dog. Pretty bad at this. <laughs> 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 stuff. Yeah, I, I did a work the thing. Got paid. <laughs> I didn't get paid yet. I'm gonna get paid on <laughs> right. payday. It's all the excitement <laughs> of listening to like two forty-year-old guys talk about <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or working life. That's okay though. We're learning our craft, right? And, uh, we're improving as we go along. Uh, improving technology. We'll maybe get into later. Yeah, almost moment by moment here, we're yeah. improving. Yeah. Today we have. Were we going to mention? <laughs> <laughs> so this was the cold open, folks. <laughs> Got very cold. So really. Yeah. Uh, leaves the audience cold, I think. Yeah, is, is people are already like, called. they're they're <laughs> they're turning off the podcast and going to any other thing on SoundCloud or whatever they're listening to. Yeah, yeah. The 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 funny joke was that we were going to impress with our improvisation skills about how we're not good at improvising. And then then basically just proving that we're bad <laughs> at like, improvising. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> utter failure. The coldest of cold opens. It gets kind it gets kind of like cold <laughs> and sweaty in the room for a moment there. Like, oh, this is not going well. Well, let's talk a little bit about our, um, to, to cold open, let's talk a little bit about our process today. How, how did we get here? Because it's, it's 8.43, it's not late. It's that, that can be counted as not late. That's not late. Compared and, to last time. Uh, we managed to squeeze a dinner in there. We did a shopping. <laughs> so Yeah, we have these kind of uh, <laughs> nice little slices of life often when we try to get together to do the podcast. So be like, we need to like take care of your children for a while. Yeah. Well, so <laughs> and I'm on like dad duty because uh, the wife is out of town. Mm. Um, so I'm standing sentry mm -hmm. uh, here at home. But, you know, the show must go on. So, yeah, we take the kids out for a nice Japanese dinner and uh, we picked up some cat food. We're very domestic here. Got cat food, got lunch items. All um, this was hastily done. <laughs> kind of, yeah, <laughs> definitely. And then and mean, meanwhile, we're planning out, like, what is going to be on that day. Right, right. The kids are looking at, like, you know, things they might want to buy or trying right. to start conversations with us. And we're, yeah, just, yeah, just not ignoring interested. Ignoring them completely. Right. Give them, give them a phone to play yeah. with. Well, we also worked in uh, a good discussion on Dragon Warrior. Ah, yeah, yeah, a passion of mine. Oh, yeah, so <laughs> so Mike plays all of the Dragon Warriors. Every time a new Dragon Warrior <laughs> comes out, he starts at Dragon Warrior 1. Yeah, basically, that's, that's been... <laughs> puts about four, 500 hours in. <laughs> right. This takes years yeah, yeah. to do. So, <laughs> so essentially, 
I was telling Steve earlier, I'm really excited about, I think it's uh, Dragon Warrior, it would be 10, I believe, at this point. Uh, <laughs> I'm a big fan here. And, and then I'm like, wow, this game would be great to play. Or <laughs> I, could, I could play through all of these that I've already played through so many times. Well, you want to be fresh. Right. You want to be fresh and like really appreciate the story. So I want to honor it. You know, it's, <laughs> it's like to me, it's like I, yeah, I have this old gamer man badge of honor. It's like, yeah, I play old Dragon Warriors. <laughs> and you play it on your phone, you said? Yeah, yeah. You can get Dragon Warrior for your phone? It's like a NES emulator. Oh. Mm -hmm. Well, that's the other thing is they, they have lots of you know, adaptations of them and updates and different versions as they've come out through <laughs> the things. But so I'd get an emulator so I can play the original NES one. Oh. And most of the newer versions have made them easier in one way or the other. I see. Like we were, I, I, was, I, was, I was talking about how terribly difficult Dragon Warrior 2 is. <laughs> right. And it's all a big mistake. They didn't mean it to be that difficult. There were just a lot of problems. So your goal is to play <laughs> Dragon Warrior 10, <laughs> and then you end up getting stuck on Dragon Warrior 2. <laughs> right, on right. On your way to get to 10. Right, and really frustrated. Right. Yeah. But by the time you're at ep you know, Dragon Warrior 3 or 4, it's like, we're done. Yeah, I have to keep... Don't even want to play 10 anymore. <laughs> I'm on 3 now, and I'm like a third of the way through, and like I have to keep kind of reminding myself like oh, okay i you know i've got some time at lunch i can take it out and <laughs> tear through it a little bit remember where i was at i can't remember the dungeons you know because it's been so long since i put it down last time i have to basically like refight my way through everything and then oh, okay well now i got to go back to work so does dragon warrior 3 have uh multiple p people in your party and like dragon warrior 2 and dragon warrior four and five yeah it's yeah <laughs> it's quite modern it's they <laughs> they have a character creation at the start and class you know class selection obviously oh, okay. and you can pick yeah. any any classes you want and you're uh s stuck with them until you can do class changes at level 20 ah yeah they really kind of went a long way in a couple of dragon wow. warriors yeah it's a good game so when did dragon warrior 3 come out that would have probably been, I'm going to go with late 80s, hmm. early 90s, late 80s probably. I'm going to get an emulator on my phone, and I'm going to try yeah. to catch up. Uh, yeah, I know you can, <laughs> too. Be, it'll be a race. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Use your ability to generate time <laughs> out of nothing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, you know, I try. I, I try to avoid everything else with some kind of a distraction. <laughs> that sounds like a good one. So it's a great game. It's a lot, a it's a lot of people's favorites. Like uh, you, Dragon you Warrior prove Three, your Dragon Warrior fandom, and and uh, and then you can really appreciate Dragon Warrior Ten when it comes out. My my little plug for Dragon Warrior Three, I guess the thing that I always remember the most about it, in between playings of it, you know, every decade or so, is the little moments that it creates as you're exploring, uh -huh. finding little shrines with skeletons laying in the corner yeah. or an abandoned jail or, <laughs> you know, a, a tower with, you know, weird statues on the wall. It's all like 8-bit, yeah, you know, really yeah. rustic. And it often has this very kind of sad, thoughtful music playing. It's emotional for what it does. <laughs> That's good. Well.
<laughs> what is happening? <laughs> oh, crap. <laughs> Dear listener, you may recognize this tune, and you won't believe me until you get onto YouTube, but this guy is playing it on calculators. Yeah, that's that's the <laughs> that's the rub here. Uh, this is it, ridiculous. It's pretty amazing. Uh, this guy, Evangelion opening in calculator, calculator, a cruel angel's thesis. I didn't think it was possible to play music on calculators, but if you have five of them, you can play the Evangelion theme. Yeah, we were kind of debating whether this guy is like a fan of Evangelion right. or <laughs> just a fan of calculators. Yeah, so <laughs> did he learn to play the music calculator music first, or was he such a f great fan of Evangelion that he decided to learn to play calculators? I must play this on calculator. I w did, can you play anything else on a calculator? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you might be wondering uh, why you could barely hear that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we could hear it. Trust us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The mixed uh, good and bad news here is that we've had a big tech upgrade uh, for the show. Right. Uh, we're speaking on actual headsets here. Oh, wow. Yeah. We have actual microphones now. No more shouting at Mike's laptop. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> right. And watching the, uh, the lines dance crazily on Audacity. Uh, but <laughs> our, our only solution for playing that audio clip was just to lean into the laptop <laughs> while we played it on YouTube. We so you, yeah, you we may or may not have heard anything, or you may have been deafened. We don't have a third. We don't have a third line in on this. Uh, we're sort of like Mike purchased headset microphones, and then I went and salvaged through my old music production equipment and pulled out an audio interface, but it only does two channels. It was really, yeah, that scene of the gnome, like, just tossing electrical equipment <laughs> over his head right. as he dug through a pile. It was, like, digging through. <laughs> I was in every room of the house finding adapters and cables, but... It's like spiders running for cover. But hopefully, hopefully, dear listener, you can, Im you can note an a, uh, improvement in the sound quality and the, um, uh, the fidelity... Right, right. <laughs> and hopefully the uh, the contrast between our two voices is a little less jarring. Right, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, although I'm, I'm still maybe not as loud. Or yeah. Or am I? I don't know. Well, we should, we should probably it's keep like the... It's like your signature move is the, is the, is the spiked... Uh... <laughs> oh, yeah, that one. There oh, is. that's ugly. Look <laughs> at that. One, yeah. yeah, you can do all the, the red um, flashes of, uh, what are they called? Clipping. Clipping, yeah. Yeah. That's all right, though. I, I, I was shouting into this thing as loud as I thought I could possibly get, and I see I greatly underestimated it. Yeah, and I don't know. Mine looks like it's not it's not going up as high, but I can maybe turn the gain yeah. up a tiny bit. I don't know. Yeah. We'll have to fix it in post. My, like, uh, Serengeti clearing cackle. Um, <laughs> definitely making an appearance here on the, uh, on the waveform. How's my crunching coming through? Oh yeah, yeah. So we, uh, you know, after you know, a after uh, picking up the cat food, we went to get snacks, and we went Mexican this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and we had Japanese dinner, so I thought it was okay to do chips and guacamole. <laughs> yeah, and then as we're setting up the uh, headsets, <laughs> we realize uh, some of the challenges of uh, eating right 
like yeah. two inches from a microphone. Yeah, and I'm trying to like drink beer out of the side of my mouth so I can not get not dip this microphone in my fine ale. Ah, so more mouth sounds for the folks at home. Yeah, we'll see how this comes through. <laughs> Hit us up in the comments. Yeah, how much are you enjoying? Yeah, uh, does this make you hungry? Listening to us eat. Yeah, yeah, there's probably a whole. They're like, all <laughs> right now hitting pause and running off to get their right. own chips and guacamole because yeah. it just wouldn't be fair. It's like when they play like water trickling mm -hmm. during a commercial mm. or something, you know, and it makes you thirsty. Or you have to take a whiz. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> right. We're like the commercial that makes you pee. <laughs> Whoa, we're getting a little getting a little PG thirteen. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Late <laughs> night. Uh <laughs> that's just the start. It's gonna be a real horse show. Yeah, watch out kids. <laughs> this is gonna get turn very blue. <laughs> <laughs> so uh I read a a a line from one of my favorite, you know, kind of online writers, bloggists that I wanted to share. Oh you yeah. So tell me a little bit about this blog again. It's uh this guy is playing every what was it? Again? Well, you can see why this is near to my heart <laughs> <laughs> after the description. He the blog is called the CRPG Addict. Oh, okay. Right, that's right. And he's a fellow a little older than us, and he has a he has a blog. He's been doing this for ten years now. He just celebrated ten years of attempting to play every computer role playing game in order uh, chronologically. <laughs> so he's on. I just pulled up the site here. He's on game three hundred and forty two. <laughs> oh my god! And he's only in nineteen eighty one. So he's got he's got a ways to go. He actually jumps around a lot because uh. when he started is very critical of when he started because he he didn't take it as seriously. Oh, I see. And so he would skip games uh, if he didn't enjoy them, and he would quit out on stuff really <clears throat> early. He didn't really take a very uh, academic approach to it, which kind of caught up with him because he's, he's some kind of academic. He's some kind of, like, mathematician, engineer, statistics guy. I see. Okay. You can just kind of tell from the, co the content. Mm-hmm. Like, he loves when gambling games show up in the role-playing games because he, he calculates all the statistics and, <laughs> you know, Breaks figures out whether he, can, yeah, whether he can break the house <laughs> or not. So he is a wonderful writer for such a weird, esoteric subject. And kind of going along with not taking it as seriously at first, during his, you know, his 10th year anniversary post, he was kind of writing, you know, 10 reasons why I'm still doing this. And he wrote this lovely line, in thinking about art, in analyzing it, in discussing it, we make it part of us. We make it live in a way that transcends the creator's pen or brush. I just conjured that out of thin air. <laughs> I thought it, it kind of was a, it was a very nice sentiment, I thought, and a defense of you know analyzing <laughs> esoterica, uh -huh. which we are inhabiting We're some dank, dusty corner Will of. Will we be doing this in 10 years? <laughs> well, we'll be about two-thirds of the way through. I mean, this guy is an inspiration, <laughs> show. right? Oh, it's incredible. <laughs> like, he... So, not yeah, not only does... He's in the early 90s now, kind of total, but then people who are following him regularly find old games he missed. Oh, I see. Because there's a lot of yeah, RPGs, yeah. and it's hard to just even find an index, and then you have to track them down and emulate them and get them working and oh, all this right, stuff. Oh, right, yeah, sure. He'll go back and do ones that he that he skipped, and they're usually awful. That's <laughs> <laughs> why, why they're so hard to get like your hands on a copy. <laughs> right, nobody loves these games. <laughs> right. 
and he'll try to track down the authors of it and he's got this he's kind of like another favorite of mine uh now deceased roger ebert mm-hmm. bigger name around the house right, the crpg heard of this guy. Addict. Yeah. yeah the addict has kind of a ebert like knowledge at this point of computer role-playing games like sure. he can draw all the connections between and who, who the, made them and who the, wrote the stories and all that the lineages of like he loves pointing out like okay well this guy obviously played an early wizardry oh, because right. of how he's how he's doing the combats but then he was also a fan of this but then this is new yeah oh, no one's I done see. this before and then he plays like 12 ultimate ripoffs in a row <laughs> <laughs> And he plays them t- like to completion. Yeah, to completion, <laughs> and without without spoilers. Huh. If a game is really going on and he's sick of it, he has a couple rules that gives him an out oh, okay. to like when he'll finally <laughs> just look up a walkthrough. But he gives it a he gives it a really good shot, uh, and most of them he does um, without help, and he does them very very quickly because he's at this point just really good yeah. at this style of RPG. Huh. Did he play the Zork games? Yeah, he, he did, yeah. Those were like um, the first games. Uh, the, the, Zork, the, the Zork games would qualify as adventure games to him. He doesn't do adventure oh, games. Oh, because you don't uh, level up or or, mm-hmm. or gain skills or whatever. Yeah, he has like four or five rules about how to qualify something as an RPG. But he did play Beyond Zork uh, wow. because that has enough like role-playing game elements to it. It has, you know... S- Statistics that improve and an inventory and fighting that is statistic based and character creation. I think that's I most of his. his that's roles. funny that he doesn't play adventure games. I got into a, I mean, I I fell into a rabbit hole of whether or not Red Dead Redemption Two was a role playing game or not, because <laughs> you you gain equipment. Not armor, but you gain weaponry, and you can improve horses. There is some amount of horse improvement, but uh, ultimately the discussion came to the conclusion that it is an adventure game because you don't ever actually go up in level that you don't gain abilities necessarily. It's a really funny definition we've we've ended up in about (laughs) role-playing games. Not the first guy to make this observation, but (laughs) that that kind of implies like the old, you know, play-acting... Yeah, kind of like tabletop uh, thing, but what we really mean nowadays is, does it have levels? <laughs> <laughs> does it have this one conceit right. of gaming? Or I mean, it's sort of like a, a is it Dungeons and Dragons with with pictures? So you've got you've got skills, you've got character classes, and things like that. Right, right. <laughs> it has to fit this kind of cultural mode. It's more like reading game with complex fights. Yeah, yeah. And levels. Would be my description. <laughs> was that Evangelion uh, PlayStation game? Was it a role player? I think it's an adventure game. Okay. I think it's a walk around and talk to people and solve puzzles. I actually read more about that. We could we could. Uh, oh yeah. We could talk about that when we get uh, further along. This is interesting. We, this is probably the <laughs> deepest uh, down the video game wormhole we've gone at all in this. In this I, podcast, I, I would consider myself a gamer, but not the uh, socio-political uh, <laughs> negative <laughs> connotations of that word. Right, right. We're the, we're the, we're one of the good ones. Yeah, we. I like gaming for gaming. I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't like game. You, like you hear these people that are like, if you play on easy mode, 
uh, if you beat a game on easy mode, what have you even accomplished? What have you done with your life? But it's like, uh, <laughs> if you think beating a game is an accomplishment, I've got news for you. <laughs> you just sunk 400 hours into something that produced nothing. <laughs> right. It's, I, do, I do really like that whole argument back and forth and like considering it. I don't know. It's, I mean, that's, it's a pretty use, useless thing to even consider, like whether or not video games have value <laughs> well i, I mean I, I, I guess i'm completely contradicting my opening statement here <laughs> there we go well if you it start, is interesting if you start podcasting about it, <laughs> it better and you be. make a commitment to do 50 or so episodes <laughs> you've made it a little bit your own and then maybe it does have value especially if you can like have a patreon account pa patreon <laughs> right. account and something to a show the life <laughs> <laughs> right right <laughs> You hear us out there? <laughs> I have yeah. a Venmo. Yeah, yeah, desperate <laughs> plea. Oh, that that was something else. I, um, you know, listening to other podcasts, I realized that uh, that um, you know, others do others do well that we could probably learn from uh -huh. is always reminding the audience <laughs> about like where to where to follow up. Right. You know, the engagement is fairly limited. Right, and you can't engage monetarily yet. Yet, right, right. <laughs> we. If somehow it's been low on my list of priorities. Like first has been ascertaining whether or not anyone has ever <laughs> listened to a whole one of these. Yeah, <laughs> I, it seems like our it seems like people are listening though. Like I saw some eighty eighty or so plays of our last uh, of our last podcast, and it wasn't me that listened to it eighty <laughs> times. Well, and it and it does it probably tracks it by IP or something. So it does do like unique plays. Oh, it does on SoundCloud. Because okay. I noticed when I. I was listening to it. I'd like to go back and review mm -hmm. and see like where we really got off the rails and got boring or <laughs> oh, whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, we and, should talk uh, about try the, to learn, try to learn last from episode. my mistakes. But um, <laughs> I noticed when I because I was working too, and I'm like sending an email and then the phone rings, so I got to hit pause. And uh, then when I hit play again, I noticed the play count went up, and so that means, and I did. I've listened to it one and a half times, so three of those plays on the last episode were me but you're saying it does unique it does unique plays yeah that's what i was given to understand okay because i thought i saw maybe i'm mistaken i don't know <laughs> I yeah I, I think they want to reduce the chance that someone can just Game sit here and hit play cause, cause I, that's the first thing that like, occurred to all me day. is like hey i could just <laughs> you could get thousands just sitting <laughs> here for like four hours or you and just, doing it if you could write a script or something i don't code but yeah yeah but uh there's some way to defeat that i think <laughs> but we can do our we can do our uh regular pull up of the soundcloud here mm -hmm. i pulled up we have 230 plays in total so uh, it wasn't me, <laughs> I swear. <laughs> and our our last our last one is the most played. Huh? Did you see that? I sent you that um, day where we had just dozens in one day. Yeah, that's weird. And like, then what's going on? Who, who I are checked. these people? I'm ha and uh, <laughs> I because I think maybe because I've been talking about it on my Twitter account, maybe someone is clicking that link and then just seeing like who is this idiot and then, <laughs> and then clicking the most recent episode just to confirm in their head that uh i am actually an idiot <laughs> i guess there we go we had 43 okay well no almost four dozen but 43 plays in one day and then the next day i was so excited i checked back in like oh maybe even more and it was zero <laughs> so, <laughs> so <huh. laughs> i don't know what to make of it at all 
Today we have we've had two plays in the last twenty four hours. So one of these may have been you. I think one of them was me. Our most played one is our most recent episode. Huh. Eighty five plays there, and our first episode is eighty. Is our is our most recent episode and trying to be objective is episode plugcast four is that oh, our right. best work it <laughs> it has some issues yeah uh loyal <laughs> listeners they, they may remember i've been doing more editing i've been uh-huh. getting more into kind of the post productions and here we are in the production side with our with our mm-hmm. headsets really kind of diving <laughs> into a deep end when we're just <laughs> learning how to float but I, you know, I, I, I was actually edited the last two mm-hmm. in full, and that that involves going through and, you know, I, I, I debated about. It. I think I talked about this last time. You know, is how much of our charm is just literally being hard to listen to? It's <laughs> 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 like, is that a desirable thing? Yeah, is that like, what people will come back it's for? It's like it's like spicy food, <laughs> and the worse we are, it's like a challenge. Right. So right. It's it's really yeah. I mean, there's someone out there who's into the abuse. They're into a spicy podcast. Right. This one is you guys. This one is really hard to so listen to. We got sounds like garbage. <laughs> so that <laughs> it's almost totally unintelligible. That narrow <laughs> slice of pie of <laughs> listeners, and it doesn't even have anything to do with Evangelion. <laughs> that's right. Well, that's right. It's an Evangelion podcast. People who like to suffer <laughs> and listen to things. Uh, regardless of their quality. Well, I know, because I was listening to it, and one part that I was kind of regretting was like, <laughs> <laughs> was that um, my long way around getting to uh, Tom York ri- being an Evangelion fan and the song Airbag, and I went mm. and, and and I went on like a five minute a five minute wandering about <laughs> how the radio station had like a top ten. Oh yeah, you really went into some detail <laughs> about KEXP. <laughs> right. And I'm listening to it. Uh, I guess it was probably today, and I'm I was just going, oh my god. Listen, to this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Fast forward. Where yeah. get to the big robots? Where where are the fighting robots? Well, I definitely had my moment. I think with <laughs> Dragon Warrior. <laughs> that's <laughs> the start of this one. That's like the whole point, though. That's the whole point of this thing. So. Well, at least maybe like. <laughs> old Nintendo role-playing games is yeah. closer to the demographic than, yeah. than especially Radiohead. Dragon Warrior. It's it's big time in Japan. That's right. Yeah, that's <laughs> so right. If we it tracks, if we, if we were quicker on the draw, we could draw some connection between them. Um. Anyway, uh, so that so going through these involves you know listening to a lot of drivel, but this last episode was. A lot of struggling, yeah. <laughs> and there were there were some pieces that I, <laughs> I did do some editing because I'm I'm trying not to edit for content. I'm trying to be honest about it, and not like really, really doctor us up, but just kind of cut out maybe a second or two of um you know out of it where where I can. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then there 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 are a couple of things where we just Will are you making no out? sense. Oh, that was for effect. For effect, we'll leave well, it in. It started out. <laughs> As me trying to think of a way to describe it, and then I cleverly pivoted. Yeah, yeah. We'll leave that part in, just so you see what kind of stuff you're missing out on. Yeah, so you see how good it sounds. <laughs> the, uh, it's left on the cutting room floor. And, yeah. And uh, someday, though, on the B-sides. Or the, the, yeah. Steve had the idea of, of saving all of the snips, which you can do in Audacity. 
<laughs> you can you can cut and automatically paste it into another track, oh. and just making a super <laughs> cut of everything I take out of. <laughs> it's I mean, really bad. It's super <laughs> spicy. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like it takes a real it takes a real committed uh, <laughs> fan to listen to those ones. You're like a man rolling across the floor. There's gotta <laughs> be someone <laughs> like, out there, like covered in tacks. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, yeah, editing, trying to keep it honest. So we're we're looking forward to this podcast being of highest quality mm-hmm. because we started an hour earlier. Yep, I think we figured out we've got like a a mess of wires going each way and and mm-hmm. microphones. We're actually using good tech now. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully this this plays uh, mm-hmm. well to the listener and mm-hmm. and if you like it, hey. Leave a comment <laughs> in yeah. the comment section nobody has done except for my friend Peter. Yeah, please uh, <laughs> let us know in some way that we're not alone. <laughs> Just, um, yeah, whatever. You know, even even negative feedback. We, we'll make fun of you uh, on the next episode, and it'll be, uh, it'll be a good time. So We're really hoping this episode goes well because we're, we're looking forward to an opportunity to kind of come out to the Evangelion community. Like we've talked about, we're kind of – a little anxious, maybe, of mm-hmm. of getting out there. You know, even even to the people who you would assume would be the only audience right. for the show. Uh, We're currently marketing to no one or people who don't care. <laughs> but before we <laughs> market to people who would care, right? <laughs> so, I mean, one of these days we're going to have to go into Ava Geeks and just post the link. Or something. Right. That'll be the big moment. Uh, that'll and be a rough nobody one. Nobody will click on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it'll just be. <laughs> it'll just be like even more set. I think it might be more rewarding if people find their way to us somehow. And we read secondhand about yeah. like, wow, I found another Evangelion podcast. <laughs> that would blow my mind. I would definitely <laughs> send a text uh, to you about that. <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> well, I did. I did kind of chase that angle a little bit since last time around like I, i'm i'm setting the groundwork i felt like because we've talked about how we're not you know involved in any kind of way in all of this really in-depth lengthy exciting discussion that's been going on with the show for the last 20 years online right uh avageeks.com uh, is kind of the the headquarters nowadays of most of it there used to be a few but going back through the archives over the last couple of weeks, it's like I am I'm kind of starting to get some of that that humility back, I guess, from feeling before like I like, OK, well, I, I basically remember the show and I know I know I've got a lot to refresh on, but but I, I can kind of get back to where I was so kind of seeing like the depth of discussions going on in there is I don't always I don't always get real into the, the super philosophical where they're just kind of they're just kind of running with an idea that they had. Right. I kind of prefer more of the like trying to get at the facts of the show and what the mm-hmm. what the creators were intending and and that canonicity the canonicity to call back kind of the literal aspects of <laughs> it. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's so I I did actually make an account on Ava Geeks. Oh okay. Yeah. Oh, I think you did mention that. I. Uh, mm-hmm. And then have you posted anything as? I did. I I posted um, what I, I carefully composed uh-huh. a like a question that I had. Oh yeah. Because I I've been studying the different translations a bit, trying to firm up my knowledge mm-hmm. of that. That the translations I've made over the years 
sense when Evangelion was available to the West only as like bootlegs mm -hmm. up till today when it's on wide release in Netflix. And I have kind of summarized maybe the big four mm -hmm. translations that are available and seem to get some respect. And I, I put it out there. My understanding about right, like where do, where, where do we value these? It seems like one of them is the most value. Right, yeah. And I posted it. It was pretty exciting. Did anybody respond yet? Well, no, not yet. <laughs> it's it's one of the, <laughs> it's one of the uh one of the the few entries that has no response. <laughs> <laughs> so it's almost comical. You might have to bump it a few times. I mean, how much traffic is on Ava Geeks th th these days? You know, it's it's not what it was. There's still it seems like maybe a new post every week. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna pull it up here. We'll have an exciting bit of instant instant feedback to mm. see if anyone we'll go over to the forums here, see if anyone has replied. This would be pretty exciting. So we're gonna go over to Evangelion discussion mm -hmm. here on the Eva Geeks board. Oh, here I am. So value of the various subtitle translations. 168 views, no replies. <laughs> <laughs> well, 168 people were just stumped. <laughs> or maybe they're like, yeah, you got it right. Yeah, you're, you're right, guy. <laughs> nothing to add. Like, I don't know who you're talking to here. You seem to be pretty pretty confident. So. Yeah, yeah. I can't, I can't believe that someone, though, someone okay. doesn't just weigh in with their... Yeah, throw me, throw me a line here. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Guys. There's some come snarky on. dude come in and be like, oh, obviously. Right. I want some neckbeard to come in and put me put me <laughs> put me to rights about the perfect collection and its value compared to the platinum collection. So that that was a bit of a wash. Yeah. Well, it's only been a day, right? Two three days. 3 days. Yeah. Okay. And it's like maybe the weekend. Wait, it's Thursday. Yeah, maybe the weekend will come around and yeah. They're all, you know, get off their night shifts as janitorial staff and What about um what what are other recent things that people have posted? So it looks like the last most recent was in August. Is that right? This oh, no, there's an October 11. I see. Okay, so the last time someone was on this website. So the last time someone updated anything was October 17th, which would be one week ago, four days before I made mine. But he has five replies. Hmm. Ava Historians requesting help. <laughs> he has some very exacting questions about particular shots from death and rebirth and there's a like there's a little bit of desperation in the name of the topic too requesting help 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 me here with my <laughs> with my plot and minutia right and then people kind of <laughs> chimed in and gave him some the cut of heaving ray is properly labeled c095 in the death true squared script included as a bonus on the Japanese DVD for whatever that's worth. This is from Ray Chu, who is kind of one of the head honchos of the site. Oh, well, hopefully Ray Chu will actually, maybe Ray Chu's listening right now. And if and anyone listens to this. Yeah. I mean, if you're a real Ava geek, <laughs> I imagine you've gotten <laughs> mining for Ava content. Right. 12 years after across. establishing the site, you're still like <laughs> making sure you cover <laughs> the entire breadth of new material in the West. Well, we'll we'll keep you updated, listener. We'll watch this topic and we'll see if anyone <laughs> has uh, commented and on Plugcast Six. 
I really hope so. <laughs> <laughs> this is my first like attempt at making inroads at all into the community. Yeah. Well, you maybe should have had a a, a more um, Evangelion nerdy car- uh, a handle. Oh yeah, because I use kind of my generic. Yeah, because like Raychu is is pretty <laughs> is pretty Ava- Evangelion uh, ish ism. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I should have been like Shinji Boy B O I. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> For well, a good time, call Shinj. Missed opportunity. Uh, so that, I mean, it kind of raises the question of engagement what we could maybe be doing to get to modernize a bit. Right. Because I think the, the these forums are kind of the old school and we know there is a new school right. of, you know, uh, platforms. So the, the question is, are the forums dead? Should we have an neon podcast Evangelion Twitter account? Hilariously, after five episodes <laughs> in 2019, we're we're starting this discussion now. Yeah, I mean, Twitter <laughs> is is uh, is kind of a toxic place, especially mm. the anime Twitter sometimes. Mm. But um, but hey, maybe you wade in, and and that toxicity just drives traffic. Right, right. We can be the we'll worst of the it. lot. Yeah, we'll we'll take the. We traffic. come in real hot. Yeah, <laughs> just like just start right up with like shirtless fourteen-year-olds. Oh my god! <laughs> I know. Just to, just to build a following, and then right. we can clean it up. Right, right. We get a we get like <laughs> ten twenty thousand on the first day because just like you know. real gross. Uh, <laughs> You know, anime and fur- furry people. Oh yeah, we can get like the 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 furry Ava pilot crossover. Yeah, I mean, yeah. There's probably good good people too. <laughs> but if you want if you want to drive traffic, you need to have that edge. I think. Right. I think that's going to be our online. What we're going to come across <laughs> as most is like real Evangelion edge lords. It uh, reminds me actually. So another another little corner of the internet. I've been watching now is the Evangelion Reddit. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm not a I'm not a huge Reddit guy. I think I I think I do have an account, but I'm almost never on Reddit. It took me a little bit to get into it, and I'm not super into it. If I once I get into like a new game or show or something, I'll follow the Reddit of it for a while, the subreddit. Mm-hmm. I'll follow that for a while, and then eventually I kind of kind of get the gist of what everyone's going on about. Let me find. I the, mean, for me the reddit is like i'm googling a question i have and mm. often the question has been answered on some reddit forum but i just read it and then move on i don't try to like contribute to the conversation <laughs> i feel like i'm too too new to be on reddit i'll just get eaten alive <laughs> it's yeah. a scary place to me i mean that's that's been my experience <laughs> basically doing anything online is mm-hmm. just being not up to snuff the the evangelion reddit has kind of been i mean i guess i don't know what i expected it's almost entirely fan like fan art occasionally someone will ask a great question like that that happens like i don't know every week or so but it's a lot of people kind of kind of posting their their own art on here some of the art is good though it's good yeah no it's great um i like this one i i saw earlier the uh the tiny little Ava um, action figure, an exacto oh. <laughs> knife, and it looks yeah. like a, an, a, an AT field. Oh, that is cool. <laughs> it's yeah. pretty neat. That's good stuff on here. Yeah. And then there's an awful lot of, like, bordering NSFW. 
material too. That's one thing. I, maybe we should do a whole episode on the the um, sexualization of anime. Like like people are actually into it. They they get aroused by it. I like this one a lot actually. Oh, this that's is good. like a a drawing of Ray holding up a couple of panes of glass or mirrors. You can see through them and it's Yui. Her without her weird mutations of like her blue hair and her 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 red eye. Oh, that is fan art, but is that I guess I don't remember what Yui looks like enough. Is she supposed to look just like Ray but just different color color hair and eyes? Well yeah, exactly. Oh okay. she would. Gosh, why didn't I see I'm still new at this, I guess. Oh yeah, it's the thrill of it. <laughs> <laughs> um this is a pretty cool one. So this this is good stuff. I en- I I enjoy it. I you know that the mystical like fully engaged, you know, sort of at like an academic level or something. Mm-hmm. Evangelion community. I don't think really exists anymore. Right. Uh, in in the West online. The the show has kind of moved along. Uh, well, there's like we discussed before. There was that bump with Netflix. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I'm actually surprised. I I I feel like you you would see more content. Right, right. It's <coughs> it's kind of like it's still being created, but it's kind of spotty. It's a little hard to find. So yeah, so that's that's kind of me trying to get into the community a little bit. I think regarding Twitter, like I've never I have like a Twitter account. I've done like <laughs> two or three posts. Yeah. Usually usually at your urging. Yeah, like, yeah. It's like you're I a funny mean, guy. You should like come up with a joke <laughs> and put it on Twitter. I mean, I'm I'm on it constantly, pretty much. I have it running almost in the background all day uh, long. So yeah. for me, it's like you're getting news happening in real time. So it's mm. like I don't want to miss the next train wreck and uh, be able to make a joke a- out of it in, right. within the first ten minutes. You Man, know? you're in it. That's awesome. Yeah. So, but uh, but yeah, I mean, if we started a. Uh, a podcast uh, evangelion podcast um twitter account i'd i'd be i could probably put something on there i wouldn't i could probably manage it well if we if we both had the yeah that that's probably that's probably the best way to do it because you're, you're <laughs> a, little, a little better at it but we, we both had the keys we could you know add material as we find it because we're always sending each other little things and we could yeah yeah might as well share with our fans our legions of fans <laughs> So, <laughs> I know. building a podcast live, folks. Watch it. Watch <laughs> it grow in front of you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, awesome. Um, so this is a uh, this is to be a episode plugcast where we're going to watch episode three of Evangelion. We we eventually get there. <laughs> <laughs> we're working on it. But it's a, it is a school night, so we can't. Yeah. Uh, we yeah. Can't go too long. We can't go too long. We. We um we have a we have a couple of kind of random Evangelion topics uh, that have come up throughout uh, the last couple of weeks mm-hmm. between shows. We <laughs> should we talk about uh, Tom York? Yeah, Tom York. <laughs> so it turns out Tom York airbag based on uh, Evangelion. Yeah, I mean this was one of those reaches that actually paid off. <laughs> uh, yeah, so <laughs> I was talking to Tom York. And, uh, you know, I called him out, though. I said, you know, you said a fast German car. And it turns out that Misato's car is French. And uh, in, the, in the first episode. So I was like, Tom, what the hell? You, <laughs> you, you, you consider yourself fan and you got the you got the 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 make of the car wrong. It's a Renault, turns out, which is a French brand. But but Tom was like, no, it's a 
It's uh, just German sounds better. Because <laughs> it goes with the rhyme scheme. <laughs> Well, it's one of those rock star kind of style over substance things. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I didn't actually talk to Tom York. Oh, yeah. No. No. Sorry. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, but uh, but if, Tom, if Tom York were here and we were improvisers right, yeah. uh, of any kind of talent. I would um, definitely call him out on it. Right, right. You'd have a lovely bit here, which we discussed at a moderate length of doing. <laughs> Yeah, attempting to. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was gonna do a. Uh, we thought it'd be funny because we listen to funny podcasts, and and one of my favorite bits is um, it's on Comedy Bang Bang. They'll always bring out a like a real celebrity, but it's usually like Nick Kroll or um, Paul F. Tompkins or something, just mm -hmm. doing an impression. And I was like, oh, we could do that. Right, right. Yeah. I'm always, I'm always <laughs> thinking of yeah. like some crazy skit we could do. And I, you know, I'm walking the dog, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, th yeah, this would be so great. We can riff off of this. Yeah. So w why don't why don't we have one of us be Tom York and the other interview <laughs> about Evangelion? And so what I did was I I was like, well, what is Tom York actually like? Because I I love Radiohead, but I never actually seen an interview. It turns out he's like a normal guy. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. There's no like, like vocal. He's pretty much unremarkable. You could do. Uh, he doesn't have. Yeah. He doesn't have like any weird, like ticks. I mean, like if you were doing Quentin Tarantino with like his phrases, like, all right, he always says all right, and he always seems yeah. like he's on coke or something, <laughs> and and he's like, like very, he talks really quickly. It's like on a sped up like uh, cassette <laughs> yeah. tape. Yeah. Uh, maybe we'll get Tarantino on here someday too. He's probably <laughs> right. a big fan, but um, but uh, but no, Tom York is is very like uh, a normal dude, like mm -hmm. way more normal than I had expected. Sharp as hell, obviously, really smart, and he's really artistic, and he's very meticulous about his art, and he um, he's very straightforward explaining his motivations and. I, I it certainly didn't make your job easy. <laughs> oh, yeah. So <laughs> like I'm like, how am I going to pretend to be Tom York and people know that that's what I'm doing? So anyway, scrap that idea. Yeah, another one for the pile. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, uh, but Tom, if you're listening, we would love to have you. <laughs> right. If you're listening. I'm, right. We know you're listening. So I don't think that was <laughs> like that. We didn't offend him in any way during that, I think. No. Like that was all. No, he's we remain big fans. Yeah, he's a very normal dude right uh, right he would probably enjoy evangelion in the event that he wasn't actively writing about it right yeah catched in song it could be that he's so sick of it that cause he's written so much <laughs> about it into his songs and he's moved on mm -hmm. but um he's moved on to gundam <laughs> yeah <laughs> probably okay robot you know it's like his last breath of evangelion after that it's all gundam yeah, I'm actually trying to think uh, in the interview I was watching. I don't think he mentioned. Did he mention anything he likes to he watch? Did he mention anime at all? No. Ah, Tom. No. Oh, he oh he mentioned Suspiria, but only because mm -hmm. I think he did the soundtrack. Um, Self-interested. Yeah. Uh, so not giving anything back <laughs> to uh, his <laughs> yeah. his fandom communities. So yeah. <laughs> well. Well, Tom York, if you want to come on the show and um, set us straight, we're just like speculating wildly right now. So, yeah, offer stands. Yeah, who do you think is the most likely celebrity that would show up on our show? <laughs> I bet it's Hidekiano. Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> like, like if we're just <laughs> hypotheticals here, <laughs> yeah, why not? I mean, the one guy who has any, who has the most invested. I mean, that is that is like the you know the Netflix straight the straight to Netflix drama. Yeah. That two, 
two guys on a hopeless podcast. Yeah, maybe we take this thing on the road. We go to Japan and hunt him down. Right. And like we go to Japan for the Olympics in 2020. Yeah, we should go now. There's like a rugby thing going on. Right, we go for a rugby thing. <laughs> yeah. We pop, we pop over there because. Uh, our wives are doing uh, whatever ladies do that takes several months, and and our our budget is covered by our fans. Covered by our fans, they've, yeah. They've like they've donated so much money to what? Uh, oh, mysterious single donor. Oh yeah, yeah, mysterious single donor. They, uh, with a letter, they like, uh, will their estate to us. <laughs> well, I was thinking it was going to end up being Hideki, but oh, um, yeah, oh okay. A, uh, a lonely old man <laughs> dies and mistakenly. Oh, us that would be that $10, would be thousand uh, dollars. That would be ironic. We're like, oh, we made this money. Let's go find Hideki. Yeah, we're supposed to go to, to s- find out it was him that died and left us the money. It was supposed to go to Steve Ayers. <laughs> hey, <laughs> yeah, that's probably right. Yeah, yeah, it has some trouble with the V sound, but um, no, I'm sure his English is better than my Japanese. Oh man, did I make a Japanese slur there? That <laughs> <laughs> was totally unintentional. No, I think I think uh, woefully under-equipped. No, to you're right. Deal no, with the there is no. Issues. I don't think there is a V sound in Japanese. <laughs> there is. There would be a B. I, I just meant B. like a misspelling. Oh. <laughs> I stumbled on a gold mine of. Oh. Uh, <laughs> no, because I think my name actually is uh, Stebu. Stebu Air. Ayaruzu. <laughs> <laughs> Avon, yeah, well, no, Avon, Avangelion. I have to look at the. I have to look at the. Uh, what about a expatriate like low-level staffer at Studio Kara? Yeah. Oh yeah. That like somebody just living in uh, Seattle, who <laughs> actually just listens to the podcast and comments. I mean, that could happen. It could happen. That's yeah. within the realm of possibility. And then, uh, and then. And their comment is they'd like to come on the they'd show. They'd like to come on the show. They've got some insight. <laughs> We're here. We have here. to upgrade our equipment again. We can only do two <laughs> lines in. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He'd have to just shout at the mic. You'd uh, have to bring your own gear or whatever. Sit dude. real close and talk loud. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Let's see. Another another good topic. Uh, it's kind of rounding out. <laughs> you know, sort of like mm-hmm. providing the facts to go along with our... Uh, our wild uh, exposition from the last <laughs> couple episodes um, would be the uh, the video game uh, with the uh, you know kind of these these plot uh, spoilers for for the show. Mm-hmm. So I, I had a chance to actually kind of you know <laughs> read about and learn what I was talking about. Yeah, uh, it's it's this game uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion Two. Oh, it was uh, a Japanese only release and that's part of the difficulty because what what happened was it it was released as an adventure game um we think (laughs) back to making (laughs) things up immediately um (laughs) and only in japan and so uh when when it was learned about over here which took a while somebody you know made some photocopies of it you know, and posted them online, and everyone over here in the West did their best to translate uh-huh. it. And it apparently kind of blew the lid off a ton of fan theories about the show. Oh, interesting. People had been making up all sorts of stuff to try to make the show make sense. Yeah. And then out of nowhere, like this uh, capsule falls from the sky right, yeah. with the answers oh. in it. 
there's a lot of like when you go way back in forums there's a lot of yeah we used to think this but then classified information came out and right. we're like oh okay well this is just the answer <laughs> then but that's just on Amer for american audiences yeah the J well the japanese probably had it a you know a, a year or two earlier i think yeah, okay. something like that but yeah it's it's a good looking game uh all all stories point to excellent cooperation with the creators of evangelion like probably maybe up to anno you know like they they really worked very closely with the creators of the show to tell the story and to kind of get the the get the facts and that that lends it all this veracity so there's always the asterisk when you're talking about something that's from the classified information from the video game because while well, it's not in the show uh -huh. but Oh, it's like they worked really closely with the the makers of the show, and it all kind of holds up. And so this is probably stuff that belongs. Oh, so are in you the, in can canonically in the show? So you're saying that um, when you say classified information, it literally was like in the game. Yeah, it yeah. It was like a okay to a, correct myself. <laughs> like a top secret <laughs> folder that yeah, you know, like an item maybe you pick up in game or something. Yeah, I think I even called it a manual again this time. So what it actually is is like while you're playing the game, apparently you access like computer stations, and depending on how far along you are in the game, you can like unlock various levels of information about different topics. Oh, three levels of information. There's like public knowledge, private knowledge, and then. Like right. the stuff Gendo and Fuyutsuki know. Oh, I see. And I think that's kind of bonus for playing the game. Mm -hmm. You know, that you get to unlock this cool extra information. Oh, it's like flavor, yeah. flavor text. Or, yeah, um, yeah. And sure. it's all like translated and available on Ava Geeks. So are, there any, um, are there any big questions that you can think of off the top of your head that were answered by that document? The main big reveal, like the main big spoil of it was is talking about the origin of the angels and how they got to uh, Earth, whether they got to Earth from space or they grew on Earth or like where they come from, all that kind of thing. And also their motivations, because mm -hmm. that's kind of like the big fun mystery when you're watching a show. Like, what are these things? Mm -hmm. Where do they come from? Right. That's kind of the almost the central conceit of the show for the first third, when it's just kind of like a big robot mm -hmm. fights monsters. Yeah. It's like wow, mysterious, mysterious aliens probably. So that's in there, like just the answers. And I think I was reading <laughs> somewhere recently uh, that all of the angels. Or am I spoiling already? They're already on the Earth. Yeah, I think I think so. And they that would be right. They, mm -hmm. There's like 25 of them or something, and they they emerge one after another and and uh, are fought off. They're not like sent down from space or something. Yeah, it's kind of like my first go through the show. I assumed they were landing somewhere, but yeah, right. There's it's never made clear. I think that there's a a discrete number. Mm -hmm. of them like there's things there's things that you can assume and there's things that like just never get made clear at all mm. you know so you kind of like well whatever you want to think about but like they yeah they never say how many mm. angels they were at some point at towards the end of the show you can tell that nerve has definitely kind of stood down mm -hmm. and everyone is sort of saying well okay well what now and i think that you can kind of assume probably that they're out of angels 
oh, hey, actually, maybe when we get there, we'll see that they're, they're <laughs> hanging around saying, yeah, all the angels are done for. If you remember, I think it's in, I think it's in End of Evangelion, yeah. like kind of before stuff starts going down, and they're just like hanging around near of like, mm, okay, <laughs> what now? I just watched that uh, a few weeks ago, but um, not, oh, really? it's not fresh enough in my, yeah. in my mind. It's um, like right at the beginning. So it's good stuff um, for the person who like thinks they have it all. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like if you haven't if you haven't read that yet, and you kind of want, you know, to get to that, to kind of get to that level of spoilering, and you know, at least even if you don't want to buy it, and you still are thinking about it for yourself, like you can kind of see where everyone else is at with having that information. And that was the second Evangelion game. I think they just call it Neon Genesis Evangelion Two because they're like, this is a sequel to the show. Oh, I think it was like working on that level. Oh, okay. I was I was a little confused there. So there is so. there is that game we mentioned it in like the last episode. That the actual good stuff is this is this top secret documents you can get. Yeah, I threw I threw it up here on this on the screen. See, it's kind of like a what they call those. When it's uh, choose your own adventure kind of oh, okay. fiction, interactive fiction. That's what it is. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. And oh, it, it's I, on the PSP. You know, it has bits that I think kind of call out uh, from the show. Oh, Toji visiting his unnamed little sister. Yeah. Stuff like that. Who's that with the long hair? That's the the guy in the bass who like he, he plays a guitar. Sometimes oh, okay. He's, he's one of the one of the techs in Central Dogma. Huh, good, good stuff. We're looking at the Ava Geeks page for Neon Genesis Evangelion 2. I wish there was a way I could play it. <laughs> there yeah. is a way. I have to learn Japanese. And yeah. Then <laughs> and then you'd have to get a um like a a, a hacked format PS2 PSP. or oh yeah, PSP. I did I did a lot of that for trying to get Japanese DDR mixes to run. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a trick. Uh, for the uh, uninitiated, what does DDR oh, stand dance, for? Oh, Dance Dance Revolution. <laughs> uh, I was quite a sight. Yeah. All six foot six of me. <laughs> <laughs> well, better than I could ever be at it. <laughs> Want to make sure that we take time to, like, you know, cover any comments that do come up for our show. Yeah. Um, I mean, so far, as as, as you guys know, <laughs> we don't have any, uh, any more comments from listeners. Right. But you said you had a coworker. Right, right. Who's listening. Maybe listening right now. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I have a sympathetic ear uh, at the office. Um, uh, you know, I, I was going on about this show, uh-huh. and uh, sh- uh, she was into it. My friend Ray. Oh, uh, whoa, what? I know, yeah. Literally, <laughs> her name is Ray. She's uh, one of your half-Japanese oh, brethren. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there aren't very many of us. Or there are, maybe. I don't I know. know. I tried making a lot of like Ray jokes um, <laughs> at her, but it's really just for an audience of one. Right. <laughs> but she actually listened to it. Oh yeah. Um, and she reported that she prefers the bits where we're just um, we're just talking about nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Seinfeld of podcasts. Yeah, yeah. She, <laughs> we might infer that she just likes. You know, it, she just enjoys hearing the sound of voices. Huh. Um, <laughs> so there, there are people out there. <laughs> she likes the spicy. It's like she says, I don't know about this show, but I enjoy listening to your guys' jokes. Huh. That's kind of her take on it. <laughs> oh, that's uh, good. And then she actually went back and listened to more. Like, I figured she would kind of, like, humor me on the way home once. But then, she, you know, about a week later, she's like, oh, yeah, I listened to more of your 
of your podcast. Well, she's going to be good. blown away when the uh, the sound quality is 100%. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Turn it up. You can really hear the voice yeah, and the banter. I, yeah, it's <laughs> going to, I'm going to go to edit this, and it's going to be like a lot of heavy breathing. <laughs> yeah. Crunching. sounds. And I'm like uh, <laughs> dipping tortilla <laughs> chips in guacamole and trying not to get it on this. What do you call this thing on the microphone? The fuzzy sleeve. The fuzzy sleeve. <laughs> yeah. I don't think there's any beer or guacamole <laughs> on it. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Maybe a couple more before we get into the episode. That's true. We're we're getting along here, so. Right. We could we could run through a couple of these pretty quick. I did. We could, we'll skip that one. <laughs> yeah. Let's. We we'll save that for next time. Uh, we we spotted in uh in the news uh. I like that there is Evangelion in the news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the name of this next bit. Hideki Anno visits visits the largest Evangelion statue in the world. This this is <laughs> awesome. So I I saw I clicked on your little link where I was uh, doing some cramming before the show. I clicked on your link, and this thing is this thing is incredible. It's like a 20-some meter tall. Um, there's a there's a schematic drawn out, too. I, I tweeted it out on my Twitter account. Um, it's 25 meters. Um, giant construction of Unit 01. Yeah, and the three-point stamp. Yeah, here we go. 24.8 meters, and that's like 81 feet Right, because we're Americans, and I don't know what a meter is. <laughs> but um, you had to math it out. But it's full color. It's uh, eighty-one me- It's eighty-one feet at the top of the spear of Longinus. 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 We'll have to hear it a few times. It's uh, unit O one in that f- that classic three-point stance. And it's just crazy. And what what I don't get is why is it in Shanghai and not somewhere <laughs> in Japan? Right, right. A real super fan over there. What's it made out of? Like the this this article is is woefully inadequate on like background information. It's just a couple of pictures. And then of course the headline is uh Hideki Anno visits the largest Evangelion statue. So they've got these pictures of him with like his smartphone out taking pictures. And you really want him to strike a pose with it. Yeah. Or like a statement. You know, yeah, it's almost like this is great. Thanks for doing this. He didn't even know that someone took his picture. <laughs> this is like a this is like someone shooting from the hip. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Get this picture on the down low. It's really like, oh, he, here he is standing next to a winch. <laughs> that yeah. may or may not have anything to do with the statue. Well, anyway, it's it's pretty awesome if you hunt it out. The pictures suck, but imagining. <laughs> Imagining the thing is fun, so <laughs> yeah, I I want to go to Shanghai and see it, but um, that probably ain't gonna happen. Ano in town wanders by statue. Uh, I want to know more. I want to know what is it made out of. Uh, how long did it take to make it? I'm gonna have to do some research, and uh, maybe that's what I'll maybe that'll be my homework for the next episode. If there's a much better story out there, there must be. Is this <laughs> that Kotaku? Is not good. <laughs> the Kotaku. pictures are great. Well, the pictures are medium great. Yeah, they're <laughs> not. They're not bringing the level of detail that we need. Yeah. Uh, for a podcast like this, 
Um, this is another great find. Um, I think you have the best appreciation of this. Yeah. So uh, this Simpsons Films is a Twitter account. And uh, I have not dug into that account much, but they did a whole series of <laughs> recapping <laughs> Evangelion episodes using stills from Simpsons episodes. And this is something uh, this is something worth seeking out. Get on Twitter. Um, find this Simpsons Films. It's at Simpsons Films. And um, look for Neon Genesis Evangelion. And he goes episode by episode. So, for example. This is the one we're going to watch here. Oh, yeah. So, uh, for the one we're going to watch here, you've got Bart Simpson on a video camera, which is uh, reminiscent of Ida. Ida Kuhn on his camera. And then you've got, I like this one, the, the, <laughs> the class all like smiling because when um, when uh, they're asking oh, him uh, in their little class chat, are you the pilot of the uh, robot? And when he types yes, everyone is <laughs> like, what? <laughs> yeah. And this is the Simpsons moment of say, I didn't do it. Like everyone's like turning and waiting for him to bark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, that's great. And then, you, of course, you got Bart getting punched by, it looks like, Nelson's arm. And so mm -hmm. that's that's clearly Shinji getting punched by uh, Toji. Mm -hmm. And then the knife. Uh, what's the significance of Bart holding a knife? Uh, he he, uh, he wins the fight uh, against Shamshell that's with right. the uh, progressive knife. That's right. Progressive knife. I like that part, too. In the episode, uh, Shinji doesn't remember what the knife is called. <laughs> like, I think it's so great that like Ida, Ida's, uh, and we'll get to this when we're watching it. But um, Ida's sitting off to the side, and he's kind of like he knows more about the. Oh, he's, oh, I get it now. Yeah, he's like rolling his eyes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so well, I don't want to. I don't want to get too much into it. We'll talk about it in just a few minutes here. But um, but it, this is this is really great. Yeah, they do one for the uh, if 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 you've watched all the episodes, the one where they have to dance uh, synchronized. There's a Simpson thing for that. Show an aircraft carrier. It's got to be a reference to Asuka when she's like jumping off those uh, aircraft carriers and fighting um, the angel. Oh, this one's great uh, from a human work, which is kind of like Masato's super spy turn, yeah. where she jumps into the the fully mechanized robot that this like opposing company has put out to show that. It doesn't require Evangelion to fight the angels. We can build a giant robot too. Oh right, right, yeah. Um, the oh, jet, that's right. The jet yeah. alone. She has to crawl inside of it and like yeah. shut it down from the inside. It oh, opens that's with like okay. showing her as a as a party animal to kind of disarm you about how effective like she might be. Yeah. She goes on to like pull off this awesome stunt. So it's got it's got like that meeting with all the execs or whatever at the other company. And then her then Homer is like skydiving or diving towards the robot. And oh, then the, right. Like the heady moment in the control room uh, where she's trying to disarm the thing is Homer trying to prevent a meltdown <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in the um, in the nuclear plant. And then scroll back up because the other one I really liked is um, the one with the eye. It's for the last episode. Here we go. Yeah, this is probably the best. Yeah, the beast. Uh, they've got... That's the one. The Beast is the one unfamiliar ceilings, mm -hmm. which starts out with Shinji in bed looking up at the ceiling. And so we, we got a picture of Lisa here in bed looking up at the ceiling. And then a picture of uh, Homer and a penguin. We all know what that's referencing. <laughs> but then this is great. The, uh, the uh, Marge and Homer naked and their mm, private bits are, c are 
strategically covered by uh, lawn ornaments. <laughs> I think Marge looks very concerned, as does Homer, uh, with Homer's nudity. <laughs> <laughs> well, plus it's these two guys are sawing. Oh. <laughs> sawing a log. Nice. So. It's, uh, there we go. I like this really works for a podcast, too. And then, yeah, the, mon <laughs> the money shot of the elephant uh, looking in the window at Marge, uh, the, the giant eye. It's just really well done. I, I wonder, I got I to gotta do some more research on this Simpson Films guy because um, I, I imagine he's done this with more films. But it's great that he did it with Evangelion. Like, and they get like, you know, 3,000 likes, so there's people out there following him that know what he's talking about. This is this whole segment here has been great practice for <laughs> uh, something we might save for next time, but talking about uh, uh, deaf podcasting. Oh, right. <laughs> Accessibility for, uh, for deaf listeners. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, describing um, pictures That's uh, true. that yeah. we see on Twitter. <laughs> Captioning. <laughs> Twitter captions. Hey, this See, we're, we're gonna we're, just do a whole podcast. Yeah. It's just reading tweets to people. Yeah, we're get we're getting a head we're getting a, a head start on it. Twi yeah. Twitter for the blind. Twitter for the blind, right? But right. I, I think though the blind can do Twitter. They have machines that do Braille. They just can't see the images. It's conceivable. So yeah. they they can post an image and then I'm way out of my element. <laughs> I know. I always get a little cautious yeah. when <laughs> so we learn how to be human beings on the internet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, cool. Um, probably so that was good. And then maybe yeah. why don't we just briefly mention this is a great resource, oh. <laughs> um, but I don't think we can really get into it now. But this guy is it Gwern? Um, yeah, here he is. Uh, the Neon Genesis Evangelium Source Anthology. This thing is is crazy. It's like this guy m made his own wiki, I guess. Yeah, uh, it's like a chronological. It's it's references to statements made by Gainax or Studio Cara staff, and it's like all of the clippings of anything that he could find for years and years. And I mean, what are there fifty thousand words I mean, on this page? It's huge. I mean, th this guy and and no offense if he happens to be listening, but he's clearly like. Uh, yeah. a little bit OCD about it. Yeah, this is it's incredible and it's one of the it's one of the hidden little corners of the internet that every once in a while you stumble on something. It's almost sort of like back in the Angel Fire days where people would hide bits of their website just yeah. with like an unlinked URL and you could you could find it like with some clue or like if you just happened like <laughs> you know, type something back. in there because it it's not it's not easy to find from his main site. Like I even felt kind of a little guilty bring it out like i don't quite want to say the url because maybe he maybe he does want it to stay like like a secret little corner yeah like i i'll leave i'll leave that to steve let's <laughs> call this guy out but like it's an incredible resource i mean yeah just the first we're, i mean i was sort of reading a little fun at it, it here yeah. but it's it's incredible no, i mean uh if we scroll back up to the top um i was just reading a little bit the f the first few little sections and there was already like I can't remember what it was now, but like little sort of factoids. Steve's that trying to oh scroll yeah, up using go. the using the mouse roller, and it's like just taking too long. Yeah. The document's too big. So this is what it was. Uh, 1991, Animage, I guess, was interviewing Ano, and they say, "What would you recommend?" And and he recommends Yamato and Gundam. And Yamato is in America. It was Star Blazers. That's like that, when I was a kid. That was my favorite cartoon. 
and that was my first you know foray into anime and it's so awesome that that Anno puts it in like his number one Anno's top 10 anime see mm-hmm. Yamato was the f- number one and then number two was Mobile Suit Gundam um, he's got a couple Gundam things on there and then things I haven't heard of but now it's like I gotta go through and find those cause oh this would be he, awesome yeah if he likes them they must be good right I don't know yeah Maybe we could talk about, uh, you know, kind of like segue into the into the watching part of the show. Well, let's let's tie off this let's tie off this guy's site. I, I think I just wanted to say that this is an example of like I mentioned earlier. There really is amazing stuff out there. It shows that there's a tremendous amount of work that one can do with this show right. of like trying to uncover all the material. He mentions. Yeah, here it is. Mm-hmm. As I compile more material, I become increasingly convinced that far from Evangelion being a baffling mystery, it is in fact one of the most understandable anime out there, with a wealth of information about every detail, from earliest planning meetings to particular episode productions, like what does the A-10 nerve mean, minutia like that, mm-hmm. and that Hideki Anno, far from being a reticent auteur of mystery, has collectively been forthcoming about anything one might ask to the point where multiple interviews could just be described as book length. So he's this is a guy who's done the work. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, you know, I got it. If you if you compiled this much information about it, I would argue it maybe defeats his his point to an extent. Right, yeah. Like, okay, it is sure it is well documented, but but you have to like <laughs> you have to read um <laughs> tens of thousands. Right. Of really lost crawl. documents. You gotta really crawl through. <laughs> Uh, so if you can it, track this down just by googling the uh, <laughs> the, yeah. the quote I just gave, or Steve just gave, you know this is this is a great um, little corner of Evangelion uh, Academia. Yeah, here. I think we could probably talk about it more maybe on the next episode or one of our um, non-episode plugcasts. We could just pull up random bits whenever we need something <laughs> worthwhile to talk yeah. about. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I said... Hey, did I, you know? <laughs> yeah, I just got in. I mean, I just, just started reading in and was immediately like, oh, wow, look at this like, great stuff I didn't know about. Yeah. Uh, right off the bat. So definitely yeah. a good resource. Go it's find it. It's called... Why don't we just say the title? We won't give the URL. And oh, okay. Google it. It's the Neon Genesis Evangelion Source Anthology. Yeah. And uh, this guy did the homework. He, yeah. he really did. It last modified May 16th, 2018. So he's still he's sort of working on it. Yeah, he, he checks in every once in a while. Uh, he gave it an importance rating of three. <laughs> <laughs> he, yeah. Th- I mean, there's more to talk about about this guy because it's not just Evangelion. He documents a lot of things <laughs> in here. So, I, uh, I'm envious. You yeah, know, <laughs> I don't have nearly that uh, uh, level of... I don't know what is it. Is it ambition or, or? Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, well, we're coming on ten o'clock here. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's probably time to uh, to uh, get on to the um, feature presentation. So um, I, I collected a couple warm up facts about this episode. Part of like, getting getting the different things down. I I finally understand the the different titles of each episode. Uh-huh. So they did from the beginning have a Japanese title and an English title. You know, it just depends on whatever, you know, DVD set or Netflix or whatever one they want to present as the actual title. And are these the titles that they show during the episode? Yeah. So during the episode, they'll they'll show, you know, the Japanese title and the English title like at that at that uh, act break. Right. And then there's also, you know, thank you, Wikipedia. But there's also like the literal translation from Japanese 
Naranai Denwa Naranai I know Denwa means phone. Naranai must mean silent. Right. This is uh, episode three, The Silent Phone. Naranai. Uh, The English title is A Transfer. Uh, Directed by Hiroyuki Yoshido. Written by Hideki Anno and Akio Satsukawa. Aired uh, October 18th, 1995. Oh, wow. So we're... uh it's almost just a couple of days ago and uh what 20 25, 25 roughly years. yeah yeah that was so let's what is the story so far at the end of episode two we had the screaming at the eye oh yeah <laughs> looking yeah. at shinji well episode two plays some tricks with the timeline mm-hmm. right so it has it has in the literal chronological timeline it's it's basically shinji recovering in the hospital after his after his encounter and he's in the, he's not wounded but he's he's kind of mentally shaken mm-hmm. not for the last time yeah <laughs> and then he's eventually collected by Masato after having a couple encounters with other with other characters Ray briefly and and Gendo um both are interesting little encounters and then Masato takes him home and kind of tries to make him feel at home and you take him out of, you know, the, the, the events of the day, I think a bit, you know, show him a good time. Mm-hmm. They have, they have a little party. That's right. And we had a little party. We had some noodles and shrimp chips and yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it, it was, was a good time. It was a good time. <laughs> and, and then, you know, have a bath. I'm sure I had a bath uh, within a few days at least of, <laughs> gosh. of that show. Um, and then it cuts back to uh, the, the actual combat that Shinji's recovering from because he has one way or the other kind of like blacked it out or you know comes back to him as wait no that was real or you know some version of like he hadn't really fully digested it yet and then kind of comes back to him and we see you know for the viewer we get to see an awesome robot fight and for Shinji of course he's reliving this horrible trauma <laughs> right <laughs> uh, and we will come to see in this episode too that uh, pretty much all of his at least so far, his uh, combat experiences have been traumatic. <laughs> right. What else? That's the story so far. Big stuff to look for in this episode. You've seen it more recently. So, yeah, I've watched it maybe three times since our last <laughs> podcast. Steve um, doing the work as well here. I just, like, want to want to be fresh. And, and I don't want to give too much away. But this episode, we start out with, um, I guess, Shinji is now tra- he's training to actually drive this thing he's at a new school i think that's kind of like the 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 centerpiece of this episode is him relating with his his friends (laughs) his friends friends, yeah his friends to be (laughs) in the show and the sort of lonely at the top experience of being of the lone the stranger the lone special person in a group making the show's analogy towards being the artist perhaps mm-hmm. or the person with special with special abilities but not being able to blend and not feeling at home and then we also get uh introduced uh to his who will become close friends it's uh, Ida and Toji mm-hmm. we learn a little bit about Toji's backstory or uh, maybe very recent backstory and we get to see a, a glimpse of Ida uh, and his sort of obsession with the Avas. And then there is also a uh, a pretty good battle. And there's some 
worlds colliding uh, in a way. <laughs> right, right, yeah, yeah, to dramatic effect. I think they're both uh, interesting, like, they're both interesting characters, and they get as much screen time as they do because they both serve Aida and Toji. They both serve their own purposes for the plot as, mm-hmm. like, kind of big, big signposts. Aida is the kind of the otaku stand-in. He's a really interesting character in the, in the, the whole concept of the show because the show being a reaction against fandom in in a lot of ways it's very much kind of exploring his reaction i think like his initial take on being involved in an awesome combat scene right which is like his dream come true and then the reality of it yeah that's an interesting uh way to put it like ida is an otaku but in real life or in in the uh in the reality of a world where there isn't anime, I guess. Do they watch anime in? Well, none, none of these Evangelion? kids, right? <laughs> yeah, like they're living it. Impact, yeah. Because we we get more later on where Ida's also into like playing soldier and living out yeah. in a tent, and yeah, he wants to be a part of this. He's a really interesting. I don't know if I I need to think more about him because he's such an interesting character to include. Like he's so meta mm-hmm. for for the show. Yeah, but he's he's only dealt with in very sympathetic. Yeah. ways and he's he's often kind of the audience surrogate when he's around he's he's kind of the voice of reason right yeah so he's not just like this bloviating like anime fan or whatever uh but he has the toys yeah I, yeah it's true i mean that's something we can we can chew on a little bit as as his character is developed and then toji actually has more of a role in the manga interestingly cuz he he kind of comes into an interesting position Late, much later in the show, he's kind of um, sort of a sacrificial lamb. Yeah, that's later right. on, yeah, and so he's he's kind of a slow burn of a character where he's sort of an innocuous, just like oh, one of Shinji's friends for now, but it's it's doing it's doing all of this uh, work early on to far far later kind of have a payoff, and he's also of course you know then in the meantime he serves this role as like oh, one of Shinji's friends. <laughs> make the uh, daytime drama portion of the show work <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> in the classroom. Yeah. Well, should we uh, you know, turn the keys, fire up the yeah. engine? Let's do it. I So Netflix <laughs> has been sort of... Um, Crack that robot's head forward and you know, yeah, stuff a tube already, down its spine. It's kicked me out. I'm <laughs> oh, going yeah. to play from beginning. I'm going to hit play. Dear listener, do do we listen to the uh, intro music? Yeah, I think yeah, we uh, we follow whatever uh, urges we might have All to right. try to sing along. A little blurry right out of the start here. Yeah, it'll pick up. Um, I have been I have been listening to this with the English dub lately. Um, the English dub is good, but uh, we're gonna watch it with the original dub and uh, subtitles. Yeah, just kind of my. My impairment, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I yeah. have a hard time with, with dubs. I really am excited to get back to... <laughs> well, I mean, to get to the point where we can we, we can have a good go at this introduction. It's such a thrill. It's one of those shows where, like... I mean, I always kind of make a point, which might not be a surprise with what we've talked about already in the show, but I always make a point of, like, I have to watch the intro every episode of everything I watch. Yeah. And I'll watch, like, the whole credits, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess I mean if I'm but being honest, if I when I've been watching this, I've been skipping the intro just to just to get right into it. Oh yeah, but well, I never uh, could. I, I mean, I'm talking over all yeah. this right now. But if I was paying attention to it, I'd be getting like 
Like, <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh no, it's a great Guess intro. Guess coming. I lo- I just love the music. Uh, oh, the other thing is we're gonna s- we're not gonna stop mid scene this time. We're going to right. stop at the ends of scenes. We're gonna kind of narrate through the show, but then pause at the end of scenes and and catch up kind of. So we meet Shinji. He's in some kind of a pod. It looks like he's in the Ava, but very quickly we realize he's not. I like all the video screens around him, where I assume it's just like screens full of information in Japanese style, like information overload. Yeah. Well, I guess he is in the Ava, but he's in some kind of a. Well, I think he. I think he's in it, and it's like fully fully functional and turned on, but it's in this kind of simulation environment. Because yeah. as we know, it can project, you know, any kind of images it wants on onto the walls of the pod that he's in. So, I think he's, of course, seeing this simulation of an an- of a combat with an angel, and it's the only one they know about. Uh, yeah, uh, Shamshiel, right? <laughs> we're going to work on getting the names right I before know. we start. We started. have written them on a whiteboard, but, but it, it's, uh, it's the angel from the the, the the third angel from the first con. Shamshiel. Yeah, Shamshiel. And so I like that they use that as a simulation. Yeah, the one they have experience with. So it's this comment, this exchange that um, Ritsuko and Maya have, and then Masato is looking on kind of thoughtfully, and they're kind of discussing Shinji's, like, mental, well, not his mental state, his, like, his nature as a follower. Right. He's kind of like this alpha follower. He just does it because that's it throughout the series so it's sort of like they didn't just make it up for this one episode the ava has uh if it becomes unplugged yeah uh, it it goes to a five minute uh Mm -hmm. countdown right and that's the conceit that right uh that that the show uh it does this sometimes where they'll have someone talk through some of the military aspects and kind of like just isn't this cool ritsuko is explaining once you're unplugged, if that uh, heaven help us ever happened, right? Um, you would only have five <laughs> minutes. Yeah. Uh, and she says something like at minimal activity. I don't know if that's in the sub here, but it's in the translation somewhere. But in reality, they always have like a timer starts at five minutes. Right. And they have the full five minutes. Oh, yeah. So oh, so if you if you could maybe operate the Ava at a lower power, you might be able to go longer than five minutes. Well, no, Is you that... might have five minutes. I think she oh. says like you'll have one minute or five minutes at oh, okay. like at like minimal draw or something. But they review that because I think uh, he gets unplugged in the first episode, too, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. That would be a great little pointer because I think. I think so, and they probably show the timer start up. I'm trying to remember here, but <laughs> if that happened, it would be cool. Yeah, but I, I like that they review it here because uh, it's almost like a foreshadowing. It's going to come up a million times <laughs> during the show. It's for sure coming up in this episode. Yeah, um, and it is a little bit of like, okay, let's get you centered. You're going to get viewer. You're going to get familiar with like right. some of the combat with this with this thing. Um, so here's here's some of the groundwork, and we have Shinji kind of demonstrating his uh, ability to kind of put his head down and be led, and some like kind of direct perplexity, <laughs> purpose <laughs> perplexity <laughs> uh, from um, the the staff kind of discussing that the lady scientist whose name I can never Ritsuko. remember. 
I have the hardest time with her <laughs> name, like her one name, Ritsuko. We actually wrote it on a whiteboard for me. Uh, we hold it up here, Ritsuko. Ritsuko, um, yeah. She's kind of offering her armchair psychiatrist right. uh, he, take on He him. does what he's told because then he doesn't have to make any decisions for himself. Yeah, depending on the translation, <laughs> like that's just how he that's just how he gets through life. And Masato's kind of standing in the back of the room being a little she looks a little severe almost kind of like withholding judgment kind of yeah. sort of look uh judgment of ritsko yeah she it's it's kind of a hard to read expression to me like she looks a little upset maybe she doesn't like uh the sort of negative talking bad about shinji she I sort of understands so. shinji's been through some stuff and yeah. uh you know cut the kid some slack yeah she's definitely making a face <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay should i hit play yeah, from three thirty. So now we're back in. Uh, we're in. Um, we're we're still Masato's. recording. Yeah, we're still <laughs> recording. We're at Masato's apartment at three thirty. I'm hitting play. So Shinji is puzzled. <laughs> why she Masato's out, still in bed? Yeah, she was out late and she's sleeping. She just wants to sleep. Take oh. out the burnable garbage. I like this. I like this bit too, actually. Um, and at the end of the scene, we'll pause it here. But um, note also, Shinji is not wearing shoes. This is Japan. We take ah. our shoes off in the house. Although now he's wearing white shoes, so I could have been wrong. Oh, but, but he's. I, he's but outside. I like this. There's one garbage bag there. Nobody's throwing out garbage on Burnable's day. <laughs> and he puts his sad little garbage bag all by itself <laughs> in the dumpster area. I just love that. <laughs> Oh, is she, yeah, Ritsuko oh, calls yeah. her, and he's like, how's your boyfriend? She's like, boyfriend? Oh, you mean Shinji? Yeah. <laughs> check out Check out her. all the cigarette butts with lipstick on, and Ritsuko is like a chain smoker. Yeah, I love that. Mitsuto and Ritsuko are having this phone conversation about how Shinji's doing, and I thought like he kind of looked like he expected a little more care. When he goes to Masato's door, he's yeah. like, "Oh, hey, it's you know, it's yeah, it's your prodigal son. Uh, aren't you gonna get up and make me breakfast or yeah. something?" <laughs> she's yeah. like, "No, I'm tired." <laughs> and here they are talking now about uh, you know he's lonely. She has a phone, but nobody called. Uh, Ritsko has her hedgehog uh, theory. Yeah, this is kind of a cool, memorable little bit that they do here where Ritsuko talks her through this hedgehog dilemma. Yeah. Which I know that I've used in my own personal <laughs> life to like, I've kind of stolen as a concept to talk through something with people before. Yeah. Yeah. We'll pause it here. I uh, guess it's a parable of like the hedgehog, even if he, you know, if he desires to be closer to people and he pulls people close, it just causes them more pain. Right. So he has to push them away. Is he the only hedgehog in this situation, or is he pulling hedgehogs closer and also getting hurt by their hedgehog quills? I mean, I think we could do. I think we could do like a topic chat on that. Like, <laughs> yeah. I think it's like one way to look at the entire show. Right. Is all of these people who, as somebody puts it later on regarding Gendo, are not good at living. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's like everybody has their issue. They're trying to cope with life and f kind of failing. We get to see everyone kind of trying over and over again right. to make headway, and it just it just kind of not working out. So I just had a, an idea. Is it everyone who wasn't evacuated from Tokyo 3? It's almost like there was a rapture, and everyone who like had, had decent personalities was taken out, and they <laughs> left behind all these, like, 
these busted up people with uh <laughs> with uh psychological and other kinds of family issues i love that take because that's actually pretty close to one of my theories about the show is that uh gendo has kind of really purposefully selected the people that are going to be close that are going to kind of be high up in nerve as people that he can he can manage right all these people that he can he can have kind of assert good control over or or he has some kind of leverage on them because yeah. because they have some issue that they're working through or a mm-hmm. vulnerability or something like that cuz it is all of these like very troubled people <laughs> with with uh, you know kind of like a you know a a anime an anime series worth of backstory and issues about right. you know if we look at it that way but 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 they do seem to all fall in this theme of the hedgehog's dilemma yeah. of trying to be close to people and needing to push them away. So uh, let's let's hit play again. We're about to, uh, uh, at five minutes and 30 seconds, we have Ida has got this um, hovering battleship thing, and he's filming it with his camera. Is it is it a callback to the, uh, like, the VTOL aircraft from the first episode. I think so. Yeah, that were um, that were backing away from the first angel we ever encountered. Yeah. So I'm gonna hit play at 5:37. It's like he's he's reenacting that 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 fight almost. Yeah. Because he would have seen it, right? Oh sure, yeah. <laughs> Doesn't seem like anyone's home. Yeah. So it's the class rep kind of doing her rounds and uh, asking. Where's Toji? Yeah, he's asking Aida where Who Toji is. Who we haven't is. met yet. Right. But um, Toji's not been there because his sister's in the hospital. Or did they just say that? I didn't catch it. No, he's, he's making some excuses. I think he doesn't know where Toji is. Oh, okay. They're in the classroom. Ah. It's kind of like our first introduction to this, this, this class that uh, Shinji and Rei are in. And it's, yeah. it's just like a generic like high like Japanese high school kind of classroom and uh they're talking here about how there's so few people yeah. left everybody's and a, been and a pan of, over the classroom of a bunch of empty desks yeah like everybody everyone's been evacuated except for a few key people the toji is dropping the bomb here that is his sister was was injured in the in the combat uh the evangelion versus the angel and he's just explaining so he's pretty mad at the uh, the pilot of Evangelion. He pisses him off so bad. About that, did you notice we have a new student? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that guy over there. These guys are pretty quick on the draw. Mm. Uh, Toji's giving him uh, dagger eyes. Yeah, definitely got some stink eye. His Shinji looks quite just just pretty sad. Yeah, <laughs> he's, and he's listening he's, to his headphones yeah. there. He's, he's not having a good time. You know, he's he's, uh, he's thrust into this new situation. Yeah, not getting a lot of uh, a lot of training by day, inattention at home. It sounds like Masato working late and sleeping in. <laughs> this is a good um, little bit here that that throws you for a loop because the teacher is explaining what the second impact was. Right. But what he's explaining is a meteor hitting the earth and melting the polar ice caps yeah yeah it's this fun um this fun scene is kind of like it's kind of a misdirect people know who have made it through the show before yeah we know it's all bs yeah 
And then this is a great little exchange, too. Hi. <laughs> Random class members are asking Shinji, uh, were you piloting the robot? And so he goes with... What? <laughs> <laughs> he goes with the truth, and he's immediately a superstar. I love that uh, the teacher just keeps going. Like, he doesn't even notice <laughs> that he's completely lost his students. Yeah. We can assume he's hard of hearing, or he's just so lost in reverie about the horrors of second impact. Yeah. Uh, and Ida's kind of like, hmm. Irritated that yeah. he doesn't get to be. Oh, maybe is he taking some notes here? Oh, he's I was listening and taking notes. Yeah, I was trying to think about why he kind of turns to his computer there. I figured he was just like, yeah, whatever. I'm just going to keep working. But maybe you're right. He's like, yeah. oh, these are, these well, are he's, nice tidbits. He's very interested. He wants to know. Yeah. And I'm going to – but scene's almost over, so I'm going to pause it here uh, real quick. Yeah. Um, anything else we need to relate on this scene? Well, then they show Toji in the back. He's He's upset too. I think one thing I noticed, too, is when he answers yes, Y-E-S, clicks enter, everyone goes, what? <laughs> but you see, if you look, you see in the bottom left-hand part of the screen, you see the class rep, and she just has this mad face. Oh, like I've Everyone else is so interested in, yeah. in Shinji, but uh, the class rep is like, she's very much about keeping order. It's like the misdirect, <laughs> like the, the magician's misdirect. I've never right. seen that because I'm looking at all the action in the middle. Uh, I just noticed that. The other thing I noticed about this, too, is that the camera pans over the chalkboard, mm -hmm. and you see a bunch of, like, math equations. Mm. So at first I was thinking, like, oh, like, why are they talking about math while he's giving this history lesson? But then I, yesterday, though, I, it occurred to me that maybe they just have one teacher. They don't have a math teacher <laughs> and a history not that teacher. Because students left. Yeah. So yeah. this guy does everything. This, like, old guy who doesn't <laughs> even notice that he's completely lost his class. I, I was trying to think, too, if Shinji's notoriety here really continues at all throughout the rest of the show during the school scenes. Like. Oh, yeah, because he's definitely, like, kind of a celebrity here. Right. And they're just, like, firing fan, you know, fan questions at him. Yeah. Um, but and does he that doesn't even heck. Yeah, I, <laughs> that's like, a good point. You'd, you'd expect, like, he would then become quite popular, or you'd have more, like, oh, it's the Ava pilot whenever he walks in Yeah, somewhere. there's never, like, a girl who's interested in him suddenly because he's mm -hmm. a celebrity or... Uh, not that I remember. Maybe that'll come up somewhere. Uh, yeah, I can't think of it ever, like, ever coming up between him. And there's also not a lot of work for the rest of the class to do <laughs> in the rest of the show. This yeah. Might be, this might be about the only time that they, they use a lot of the extras besides a couple of, like, recess scenes. Right. There's that swimming. Yeah. There's that swimming That's uh, what I was thinking scene. of where... So, yeah. There's some, like, bit of normalcy. I think there was a there was something there, too. Toji said, um, mentions about their parents working late. Like, he has to go spend time with his sister because his, like, dad and his uncle are at, are working all the time, you know, mm -hmm. at Nerve or, or something like that. So there's a hint there that maybe all these kids weren't evacuated because their parents are... They, they can't evacuate. Their parents are working for the company. And yeah. uh, they're the ones left behind as well. 
I'd love to look at it closer and kind of try to pick out that's because that's been of interest to me for a while like who who is left and is like what are the reasons because you can draw you could draw ideas from like well who do they leave on purpose like why these kids like what are the, what are they going to need them for or like or is it just like well it, yeah essential near near staff they couldn't so did they then ship everyone off to like you know other towns and cities and like once stuff starts going down and weren't you pointing out maybe earlier on an earlier episode um, we only ever see this class of kids, so you can assume right. they're all fourteen-year-olds. Right, right. There's not a lot of other kids like lining, lining the halls. And I mean, the show is really light on. It's really light on crowd scenes. We did just see Shinji kind of walking, you know, walking through Tokyo to work, um, or to school, in this instance. And there were some other people around. You know, maybe I make too much of it, and it's just you know that. It's focusing on the characters, but it does seem to have this like deep focus on the characters and doesn't always like animate a lot of other people, I think. Yeah. So this next scene, I'll, I'll hit play. We're at 944. Um, this is an exterior scene and uh, the first. <laughs> <laughs> the first combat of the, <laughs> of the episode. Yeah. So let's hit play. Oof. Oh, big like action punch noise there. Shinji took a shot like a champ. Sorry, buddy. I had to punch you. Otherwise, I couldn't live with myself. <laughs> That's just how he is. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Aida is probably a more sympathetic character usually, yeah. but he kind of has it out for Shinji too. Ooh, Toji did not like that comment. I don't want to pilot the thing. It's just very confusing, I think. Like, what, what are you on about, man? D this is an interesting shot here. Uh, Shinji's lying on the ground, but we're looking out a window at him. Do you think there's some character actually sitting at that window watching it? Maybe Ray? She was sitting by the window in the classroom. Yeah, maybe she was running around looking for him. That'd oh, be, oh, that could be. be kind of like a uh, a creative way to, to pose that. Right. You she know, says, she sees him and then she runs down the stairs. And you notice she said there's an emergency call up. That's before the siren starts going. So how, yeah. did, she, how did she get that message? Yeah, that's a fun moment. <laughs> I mean, it's a good question. Yeah. She kind of got some kind of, I mean, I that's, it, it heavily suggests that. Like you can kind of like, you can kind of defend it a bit, I guess, by, by thinking like, well, they seem to have internet. Yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, that something. could be. Yeah. <laughs> So here we are in Central Dogma. We saw off in the distance uh, an angel approaching. Do we do we know the name of this angel? Do they say? Oh, we didn't write it down on our whiteboard. Oh, was well oh, that no? Is that Shamshell? No. Shamshell, I thought was the previous angel. This is great though. We get a lot of uh, technology shot. The the convertible city. These giant like piston things that retract and. I love it. Like you see it like the from the window view of the tower like going past street level down into the earth I, I like it too because this kind of stuff you can't really do outside of an animated format um, yeah i mean you can but it just it's cgi i guess but i was like if you're going to animate something you should be taking advantage of right the f the, f the uh the the medium that was that old criticism of uh <laughs> Uh, King of the Hill, 
that always right. stuck with me. So yeah, I'm like, like wh- why is this show animated? Why is it animated? Yeah, like, you that's just... doing a lot more work. I know. <laughs> you just have actual people. <laughs> this this angel is kind of it. It resembles like a giant arthropod. Yeah, skittering through the forest, like towering over the trees, and base is kind of preparing. But there's some familiar uh, elements to this angel, too. The eye spots, I feel, are kind of a common occurrence. And the big red, of course, the big red, mm-hmm. whatever that thing is. Yeah, the core. Yeah. And we're kind of we're talking through, like, a lot of the, uh, the staff sort of airing their uh, expectations of the fight and a little bit of patter. Yeah. They managed to get Shinji in his plug suit. Set up in the Evangelion. Oh, and he's th- still thinking about being beaten up for f- piloting this thing. He's like, you had a rough day, and now he's like, yeah, I got to put up with this, and I still have to pilot the thing. <laughs> hey, class rep, Benjo, yeah. <laughs> so the class is all in this bunker, um, and Toji uh, and. Ida slip off to uh, have a, have a word. I think this is kind of a fun little visual joke here, and you know, it's like when you're at a public restroom and if someone just walks up next to you to pee, even though there were like urinals on the other, like at the airport, you're down by the wall by yourself, but they came all the way down to pee right next to you. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a uh, unspoken. You know, science to like which <laughs> urinal men choose. Of course, in this situation, Ida and Toji are having a conversation. Yeah. But why not urinate also since we're here? It's easy to easy to talk next to each other. This translation is wild. We're paused at um, fourteen fifty six. Toji says, "You're a real slave to your passions, ain't ya?" <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. It's an artist. Well, I, with, Ida uh, with the language. Yeah. But Ida here, he's trying. He's really campaigning to let's go up there. This is our last chance mm-hmm. to see an Ava in person, to see a fight in person. So he's laying it on thick to like convince him. Well, he argues that we may die if the if the pilot's not successful. And after all, you punch the guy. Yeah, yeah. You know, the least you can do is go up and watch him. Yeah. Another thing I want to point out about Toji, sort of to switch gears. Mm-hmm. Toji wears a Fila jogging out outfit. Mm. You notice it says Fila. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there has been a little bit of product placement. There's the beer, yeah. uh, maybe that UCC coffee. But I wonder if Fila paid to have him wear that tracksuit. Do you think that do you think that like any like any money changed hands? Like was that a thing for a show like this? Or I are they just like think this is I can't imagine you would do it for free, right? But they could—they could just be like, "Oh, this is this would be a cool Fila outfit to wear." And yeah, uh, <laughs> oh, let's let's just use the real like name of the coffee company yeah. because you know we'll make it realistic that way. That's true. Also, that means that a lot of these companies either this is like stuff that they found in old warehouses or that these companies survived. <laughs> the the <laughs> second impact, impact yeah. and are like, you know, in full swing producing stylish track outfits for high schoolers. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> that raises an interesting question. Was it, were those things manu... Because Fila, what, 
you would imagine those are made in China or something. Uh, or, I don't know, well, in the 90s probably it was China. Yeah, it's probably like, uh, you know, the economic, like, boom for China. Like, their <laughs> manufacturing is really, like, paying off now. I can't imagine there's much... I mean, how many people are there to manufacture for? <laughs> right, especially like, <laughs> you know, stylish uh, outfits, not just, uh, you know, post-apocalyptic, you know, rags. Yeah. All right, let's, we're at almost 15 minutes here. Um, Shinji, are you ready for launch? I'll hit play. So Ritsuko says, get up to the surface, nail this thing with your rifle. This should be like a quick, easy... Um, a quick, easy sortie. What, was she saying to use the rifle to, like, weaken the AT field? Oh, she says weaken the AT field, then use your pallet rifle. Oh, I see. Okay. So it's like use your, like, psychokinetic abilities <laughs> of, yeah. the, of the Evangelion and then, and then sure. blow it away. Oh, so cool. So, oh yeah, so he can kind of like raise the field at will. Oh, it sort of does that wavy blur thing. So they're relying on once that this rifle is powerful enough that once he gets rid of kind of like the mystical field, it should like obey physics and he should just be able to blow the thing away. Yeah. He said he makes a big dust cloud and can't see anything. And oh, he gets chopped. That building gets chopped in half. This is awesome. It has some kind of like, it's like the monofilament whip. Yeah. Of like uh, cyberpunk. Right, yeah. This thing has two tentacles that just slice through anything. And I like this too. That beatdown must have really rattled him. <laughs> it's like, man, Toji shouldn't have punched him. So now we're all going to die and it's your fault. So Shinji is like <laughs> horrified. Look, he, he kind of gets up and he does it. Yeah. Like this is him like, like operating the Evangelion. Like he knows how to, like he knows how to handle himself. Yeah. Oh, but his umbilical's cut. Yeah, umbilical's cut. Five minutes. Five minutes, the conceit. And did you see the um, that shot of Shinji's face, like the red? Yeah. Of like... Um, oh, damn. Just, yeah, just like absolute terror. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> this is anime great. sound effect there. Yeah, Boring. Yeah. I love it just like lands on this hillside and just demolishes <laughs> it. And she, Shinji's like... Uh, it's definitely like shaken by the impact, right? Yeah. You'd think he'd be well cushioned in there, but Shinji Kuno classmate though. His two classmates are they you know, they escaped the bunker to watch, but now they're like right in the middle I of the I mean, combat. how lucky are they that his fingers land oh, just yeah. on the outside to him? Oh yeah, he could have easily have crushed them. His hands are tied, literally. That's some quick thinking on Shinji's part there. Yeah. I this mean, I kind of think they're reading too much into it. I think, like, Shinji's just trying to keep those things from slashing him open. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But this this part actually always kind of bugged me. Oh, I like this, though. Look at that long yeah. look between them. Yeah, Masato. It's like, I'm in charge here. Yeah, yeah. But this kind of bugs me. How do they get in? Oh, yeah, the length of this ladder. Is it a ladder they climb? Um... I'm pretty sure they, maybe it's just in my imagination they lower a ladder there, but like they would have to lower a ladder, yeah. right? Yeah. And it it would be like. Or like maybe they climb the trees to get up there. Seven, eight stories into like straight up. 
Wow. Okay, crucial moment here. She has given him a direct order to retreat. retreat. Let me, we're, we're awestruck here. If yeah, because this is very against Shinji's personality, Look at isn't this it? guy. Baka. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, oh man, he gets gutted. But he's not having it. And now we get a full minute of screaming. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's hard to put it's hard to put words to. <laughs> yeah. To this. I completely forgot about this. And and his buddies are sitting there in the cockpit with him just It's like you can hear the screaming from like the outside of the robot, like <laughs> yeah. the way they play that. I think it is counting down in real time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <sighs> he kills the thing with, like, you know, seconds to spare. Uh, stabbed through the core. Oh, too, too close for comfort. Yeah, Masato yeah. is not happy about that either. He Probably a better way to do that, but... And Shinji points out in the next episode, hey, I delivered the goods. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why is he crying here? Well, <laughs> I like this shot too. The uh, yeah, sort of frozen in time. Well, it's from the tentacles. Like now that they're inert, they're just like stiff, kind yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think he's. I think it was probably very, very frightening. Yeah. Series of events there. And he gave kind of everything he had to kill that thing. And it looks like yeah. Ida now is what drawing, making a 3D model on his laptop of the of the angel. Was it the angel, yeah. So then Toji and uh Ida are just kind of discussing in warmer terms, hey, what happened to the pilot back in school? Uh, new kid's phone number. They talk a lot about um here's my here's my favorite my favorite shot coming up. This one here. Outdoor, it's raining. No answer. He hangs up and walks away. I mean, this is like a cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and it ends with that. Yeah. Oh, it's lovely. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good episode. It go went by pretty quick. Gosh. Pretty short. Yeah, probably relatively <laughs> <laughs> to, the, to our lead up. That is a uh, twenty-three-minute episode, huh? I guess yeah. I, I guess that includes credits on both ends. Yeah, that was great. Um, that that fight with the angel, I I forgot how intense that gets. Yeah. Um, it's both both of those fights have ended with <laughs> just like long and in, in, intense screams from Shinji. <laughs> So why does he decide not to run away at that point? Uh, he, I mean, because it seems very ag against his his personality in a way. Is it is it like he got punched by Toji a second time when he said, "I didn't even want to." I th I think Sho Toji like picked him up and like gave yeah. him a hard look and then threw him down. Uh -huh. They do the punch noise again, but they don't they don't show a punch. They kind of yeah. more of a yeah. like toss him to the ground. But maybe that's it. Like he has to prove that he's doing he's doing it, making the decision to fight this thing this time, rather than being told to fight it and and actually going against a direct order. He has he has this internal 
drive that it's yeah it's hard it's hard to it's hard to ex, ex, it's hard to describe because he's he so much frequents the you know sort of lazy coward yeah you know kind of thing in his day to day but then when he's called on to like do these things that matter he he really reacts and I I remember after getting through this getting through this show one time I had this kind of epiphany about like like I don't think you know Shinji is cowardly at all like he's mm. he's always um you know like i said a moment ago he's always delivering the goods yeah yeah it's kind of like when like when it comes down to it it's like he has this he has this this heroic drive to like to like do the right thing and he has to he has to he has to win out but it only seems to be activated in these intense like life or death situations mm-hmm. there's a lot of there's a lot of especially this show kind of wears on <laughs> where he where he's in a social situation and he doesn't make the stand that he probably should right you know to kind of like make the analogy of the show it's someone who has a talent and you know some some power to to cre- to create but then that doesn't that doesn't win them happiness or like they can they can in desperation like make or do the thing that they that they need to do but it's but it's painful and it's hard and they still can't communicate with people right <laughs> yeah something along the those hedgehog's lines. dilemma the hedgehog's dilemma yeah great episode yeah well what are we oh yeah so we are coming right up to the end much much healthier uh, link <laughs> for our podcast. We were, we were commenting to each other before recording today that the last episode we started kind of despairing <laughs> at our content and links, <laughs> even though we had only made it to like only made it to like an hour <laughs> forty or something. We're like, oh, it's going on so long. It's pretty long. We got we got to call it quits. We got to get out of here. Uh, <laughs> I think this is a good chunk. We'll probably edit but, a, a edit a little bit yeah, out of two here. Two hours but, plus, um, and then. I um yeah I tend to edit out a couple of minutes worth of grist. Let's um go to go to our list. Let's just pick up the last couple crumbs before we sign off here. Yeah. Um, we've got uh, maybe the postscript. Pick a favorite animation and a favorite moment. Sure. Yeah. Um, favorite animation. I guess I was just pointing it out. My favorite part, I think, is that uh, Toji making the phone call, mm-hmm. and um. I don't know, that sort of lonely, you know, we're looking in from outside, you know, we don't hear, I don't think we even hear the phone ring. You just see him sort of sadly hang up the phone. He's really regretting having <laughs> beat up the new kid at this point and reaching out to him. And I think later we, uh, maybe in the next episode, Toji and Ida um, ultimately go and try to check on him, right? You're right. Yeah. Yeah. And the fourth one. But uh, I love that shot. It's raining. Um, you know, it's dark. You've got, you've got Toji sort of framed by the window and and hanging the phone up, and then sort of disappearing from the frame too. Not even you don't see him like walk away really. He just sort of le- walks out of the uh, view of the window, mm-hmm. and then they just cut it there. It's it's very much like I, I'm thinking of like something you would see in in cinema in a in a film or like little indie films or something. Not something you expect to see in a in an in an animated feature. Mm-hmm. I think I, just like in the last episode, <laughs> I really like the fight at the end. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good fight. Yeah, yeah. It's that. I mean that 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 moment of like 
you know, kind of turnabout that Shinji has where mm-hmm. he kind of goes, he kind of goes into himself there mm-hmm. and he's, he's, I think he blocks out like, you know, Masato is trying to, to order him to retreat and there's other stuff going on. I think he just has this internal moment um, of high intensity mm-hmm. where he's like, this is it. Yeah. Like, don't, don't run, run away. away. Yeah. Like, gets in there. Cool. <laughs> Great stuff. Um, we'll be back with uh, Plugcast 6. I mean, the interval between our last one and this one was pretty short, I would say. It was like a week and a half so. Or so. Let's give a quick teaser because we don't have to stretch We don't have to stretch this out too much. But we had kind of a change of format mm-hmm. we were talking about. Um, uh, you know, kind of like playing to our strengths maybe a little bit of, um, you know, showing and commenting directly on the material uh we are going to uh enact what i uh punned a hideki anography <laughs> okay. and kind of make our way through um the uh biography uh the the um the works of hideki Anno, uh starting with some of his earliest stuff okay yeah like we discussed on our last episode uh daikon 3 and daikon 4 so we should try to seek those out and watch them Maybe we can them. maybe we can do a live watch. Yeah, that's yeah. what I thought, and um, and then after that we'll just kind of work through you know using that using that um, article that we talked about last time around that kind of like tour through his mm-hmm. through his career. Um, uh, we'll we'll look at Robotech, um, you know, and then on to later works Gunbuster, and uh, then start getting to eventually at the very end. Uh, some of the f- uh, feature-length, like live-action stuff he's done, like the Godzilla films. Yeah, and then I I saw something about he's doing an Ultraman. Oh, I saw that too. Yeah, so yeah. is that live-action also? I believe so. So I used to really like that. I mean, I don't yeah. remember anything about it. I, but <laughs> I, when I was a little kid, I had an Ultraman um, action figure, and I thought was just pretty. It was one of my favorite toys, but I don't think I ever watched the cartoons. I don't know anything about Ultraman, but I'm curious about this <laughs> new project. I know where I'm familiar with Ultraman from, and it's the Ultraman Super Nintendo game. Oh, yeah. 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 That sounds vaguely it's familiar. Like, it's kind of like a side-scrolling yeah. Up, mm-hmm. but just the Ultraman versus a you know giant monster. Yeah, yeah. So. We're, we're still going to alternate uh, Evangelion episodes into uh, these other watchings, but this is probably a good way to like see some material that we really want to see. Yeah. Um, to strengthen our understanding and um, kind of move move the series along as we do. Yeah. Cool. Good stuff. Well, uh, Mike. Um, good episode. Good episode. Strong this, work. Yeah. <laughs> this is uh, Steve Ayers signing off, and uh, Michael Ayers signing off. Uh, Till next time.